chicken fried chicken. Hello and welcome to episode number 77 of Unrelenting. It seems like it's been a while since I've talked to you, Gene. Is that true? It seems that way. But has it? I think it, I don't know. Has it? It's all <laughs> everything. It's time is a very funny thing. Lunchtime doubly so. Yeah. Yeah. Can I point to something? Uh you just played the theme. You can point, which, sure. Which was it's an audio podcast. Was, I know, but that was that was very solidly in the yellow the entirety of the theme yeah and you're not even touching yellow <laughs> i'm supposed to be touching yellow that you're not is- supposed to be quieter than the theme music dude i thought this is supposed to be a red podcast uh well it's pretty yellow i'd say uh go china <laughs> we need um, to just turn down i need to turn down mix a little bit then maybe maybe it's the way it works i mean i'm sure you run this through a uh you leveler know, that exactly Right, even the last show that I wasn't on, except for the opening, I had to I had to level it and put the magic in. I slotted uh-huh. you into your normal gene slot on the and uh, all of the processing, mm-hmm. and I slotted Bemrose into mine. So if Bemrose sounded better, maybe that's why. Uh, yes, yes. Well, you, I've told you that before. If you, you tend to make yourself sound the best in all your podcasts for some reason, because that is one of the benefits of controlling <laughs> all a producer, the producer, uh-huh. right? Exactly the way it works exactly yeah that's why i always wonder it's like man that sounds so different on your podcast than i do on the one i produce you do sound a little lifeless on a lot of them it, uh-huh. it's that microphone that microphone's a very hot mic so you should be sounding it is a hot mic you, you must have the big foam furry thing on again well i always have the big foam furry thing on no you took it off once and it was like wow that well, was a revelation okay. yes yes i did take it off once but I generally have it on here because uh, the foam furry thing is how I know I'm in the right position on the mic. That would make sense. If if occasionally my nose touches the furry thing, I'm the right distance from the mic. Right. It's the perfect amount. You mm-hmm. want to get that proximity effect. Yeah. And I, I hear people saying, yeah, I'm about three inches from the mic. I'm like, are you crazy? You're like, it's you way too be somewhere far. between three quarters of an inch and an inch away. It depends on the microphone. But yes, for the, of course, of course, the dynamics, you want to be a little bit closer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've learned with this RE20, which is a lot better than the 320 explosive rejection, that I can do it without the foam ball. I just have to make yeah. sure it's on like a 45 degree angle. Because if you talk right into right, any microphone, right, right. you're going to pop. Yep. Yep. But that's the beauty of these things. They're all a little bit different. They are. So, uh, what video games see? have you been playing? What's been going well, on? We'll get to video games. Hold on. I got a microphone thing. Did you see that the. Um, uh, the, the SM seven B was on sale. That's a rarity. I don't know if it still is. Uh, it was selling for under $200. No, they knew new that, egg. That, that, brand new, brand new on new egg under $200. The, the, apparently that microphone, uh, the retail price on it was one ninety nine when it came out and it got so popular that the price went up by over a hundred dollars. Well, they may be celebrating. I had a little bit of Mike Envy watching our buddy Bandrew show on YouTube. Well, that, 
Why why would you do that to yourself? I don't know. Because he has every mic known to that, man. That's his whole show. That's like saying, oh, I have a little car on the, I was watching Jay Leno's garage. Right. Exactly. It's, what? <laughs> but they sent him the SM7B was celebrating, I think it's their 50th year, which would make sense. Oh, maybe that's why they had the uh, cheaper price. It's possible. They put out a, oh, it was not for sale to anybody, but they put out a mm-hmm. limited edition with, you know, the only thing they changed were the badges and the stuff mm-hmm. on it. But they put out a special 50th anniversary edition and only sent it to people that is not for sale. So I'm like, dude, that's cool. Oh, shit. You know what? I'll bet you that's what it was. I bet you they dropped the price to the original release price. And when if you can grab one while they're in stock. And I didn't. And I should have. Is there a damn good microphone? I didn't think about it. I thought this would be a, like a permanent price change. But <laughs> now I'm, I'm going to look it up right now. I'm going to go to Newegg and see if they're still going for that cheap price for that. They are a quality dynamic microphone. They are. I've never liked darker. the way they look, though, I have to say. Well, they're. I don't um, like a cord coming out of the side of a microphone. It is an oddity there, but it takes up less room. So if you're doing something on camera, I can see where people like it over the RE series from Electro Voice, which are the one that everybody, if you have any time you see, I loved watching anything from the olden days about radio. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's almost always the microphone. It was the microphone they used in Frasier as the set dressing, or maybe they really mm-hmm. used it for the, for those spoken parts because it has a very unique sound to it. The SM seven B is a very dark microphone, but once you start EQing things, as we've talked about, the EQing makes a ton of difference. So the prices on the SM seven B right now range from two forty three on the high end to 117 on the low end really for new that or that's uh that's Mm -hmm. bizarre you sure it's the sm7b microphone you're looking at sm7b go to new egg check it out buy as many as you can or get price matching from the companies that do it right because usually it's like oh was this a mistake because on Mm -hmm. amazon they're still 400 bucks yes i saw that so uh new egg although new egg they used to be my go-to when I was building my own computers this yeah, was before same. Amazon was a big thing like 20 years ago plus and you had great selection had free shipping back then too they did great pricing they had mm-hmm. financing so if you bought it through their credit card you know it was zero percent for 12 months if you put enough on it and that's how I built all my machines back in the day but haven't they kind of turned into a third party scammy site now or are they still no I mean, they, they, they're more like Amazon in the sense that they sell their own products, but they also carry a bunch of small, you know, independent product sellers like Amazon, like Walmart. I mean, this is yeah. why you're allowed to sell your ponchos on Amazon. Right. Exactly. They're like anybody. You really just send us something. We'll put it up. Yeah. And I have to say that uh, they take damn near half, man. So. Me selling ponchos on Amazon is really more like me being a wholesaler to Amazon who's selling the poncho. Well, that's nice of you. I know, right? That's Letting nice you- of me to, to take up most of the cost of production and then give it to Amazon to make them profit on. Yeah, letting Amazon make all that money. Mm-hmm. How is it? Yeah, I'm looking at this. Sure, SM7B, mm-hmm. dynamic microphone, new, yeah. or 117.91. Mm-hmm. But it's shipped and sold from KYH Tech Lab, which leads me to believe that you might mm-hmm. not get exactly a Sure SM7B. 
Well, you may or you may not, but it definitely looks like it. Right. Well, and okay, I think, there's that. I think what needs to happen is uh, Bandrew needs to order one of these. Oh, yeah. Af- absolutely. And do a side-by-side. Absolutely. Because if it sounds the same, I don't give a shit where they stole it from. Because uh, you know how stuff happens in China. It's the, it's, it's the same factory with a different label. And uh, they they can afford to sell it for cheap because uh, it's basically uh, manufactured in the off hours right, by, right. Uh, right. by the factory themselves directly. It does ship so, from Hong Kong. That is not a yeah, surprise on this price. No, here. that's not a surprise for that price point at all. I'm going to, you know, I Bandrew, order one of these and then, uh, and then yeah. compare the electronics I, on them. He's got enough. He's got enough uh, money coming into a show. He can afford to pay 120 bucks to order one. Well, yeah, he bought one of those Neumann $3,700 microphones. Did he buy that or did he get it for free? No, he bought that. He oh, bought damn. that. And that's his. It's great because that's the microphone he uses in every video just as a comparison between. Oh, videos. it's a prop. Clearly, yeah, he's oh, actually is. using a, you know, probably lavalier mic to record himself. And then he's using that as a prop. No, because then the people will be like, that sounds like crap. Oh, there's great leveliers. They're not cheap, but you can get some awesome leveliers, man. Yeah, they're not quite going to match the $3,700 Neumann. I mean, they'd be more than good enough. What does for that mean? That, see, that, that's such a elitist thing to say they're it's not going to not going to have the sound the, quality, that open air feeling, that nice. For a voice. Well, for a voice. Shit. You're going to be you're able to shit, understand dude. it. The professionals don't use Neumanns for talking no it's a singing okay? and they use neumann yeah exactly exactly neumann does not make a talkie mic as far as i know <laughs> so mic. What, hey we're going back into the 1900s we're getting a talkie it's the talkie mics <laughs> that's right uh but if you look at the the high-end levelers there which you can easily spend 500 to a thousand bucks on the lavalier maybe even oh, yeah, more there's some great know. labs yeah if you all the tv people on the you know news reporters etc they're using lavaliers in usually or, a or they're using the uh, overhead mics, which well, yeah, are also them. really expensive. Yeah. Which you can tell when O'Reilly's in his different house, when mm-hmm. his main place he uses a lav, and then yep. the other one he uses a boom, and the room obviously is not treated enough. And it's uh, like you can tell immediately. Why wouldn't you do it the other way around? I would think when you're traveling, you'd use a lav, and at home you can set up a boom, so you're you're not as you know, you're not plugged in. You don't have a wire running from you. I think he's more of a tech Luddite. So I don't know if he knows how to get the audio from a lab then into, because mm. I think he has a producer who then edits the shows and puts them together. Not, uh, he's not doing mm. that. I can guarantee you that much. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But this he is to be more like the kind of guy that would yell at somebody and have them do stuff. Let's do it live. Than the kind of guy who uh, would do it himself. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Come on. That sounds just like him. They like Bill. He's got the attitude. I know you do. Mm-hmm. He's old. He's ornery. And he just don't care. Yes. Yes, that's true. But this is interesting. <laughs> Somebody, if anybody has ordered any of these, if we can't get Bandrew to, I want to know if this is really a sure SM7B or if it comes in and it's like a S-U-R-E SM7B. You'll be able to notice there's a little difference somewhere in it. Exactly. But then the other one, free shipping from China, 183. Does uh, Newegg have any of these that are from that are from the United States and uh, and from they, sure? They do, but I think they're 300 bucks. Yeah, that would make sense. I mean, yeah. I guess you're, but, if you're I mean, looking it, for the look here's, only. Here's the only part that I, to me, makes this, I mean, obviously I'm a little suspicious of anything shipped from China, but 
Here's the part that makes me wonder if these are actually identical is back in the day in the film of days of cameras. So eighties, nineties, um, there was a substantial price difference between gray markets and U S cameras. Like, uh, they're coming from China and, um, uh, Canon cameras, etc. So you could buy one here in the U S for $1,800 for the body, or you could get the exact same thing. That was great market coming from Japan, not China in this case, but Japan. Uh, and you would get it for 11, 1200. I mean, it was like a easily a 30% difference in price point. But you have and to know what the you're only real difference between them was in the, it, the one that came for cheaper had instructions in Japanese and the warranty for Japan. The one that, that you bought in the U.S. had instructions in English and a warranty for the U.S. Well, it costs a lot of money to translate those instructions, obviously. <laughs> yeah. That's because they knew back then that you could, you could sell stuff to Americans. And they would pay a lot more money. Well, before the Internet, it was a lot harder to get things from other countries as well. Yes. Yes. Like, you couldn't just get stuff direct shipped from China or Japan. You have to have importers, and they all got to make money. Now you just go to AliExpress and go, give me that. Mm -hmm. You can buy a hundred of them for the same price as one and then sell the rest to your friends or on Amazon. Exactly. You can put them with your ponchos. I mean, the replacement windscreens for the SM7B from the United States are over 30 bucks on. uh, Oh, I believe it. New egg. Like you can get a whole microphone for that in China. But yeah, the, re- the reality didn't, is. Didn't John talk about how he's got a microphone that has a Chinese capsule, or he's bought a Chinese cap, and it sounds just as good as something expensive? I can't remember which mic he was comparing. He had a few. This is like three, four years ago. He's been using the ago. Heil PR40 with the old fashioned, and I used these when I first started podcasting. The the gooseneck pop filters. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, those things are a pain in the ass. <laughs> they move and you can always, you, that's the problem on no agenda is you can hear it when that then hits the show, uh, hits the capsule because the thing's going to mm-hmm. do that. And there is a specialty pop filter that they make, which would fit on our microphones as well, but they're made for the mm-hmm. PR40. If you've ever watched Leo Laporte shows, he uses them. They kind of clip onto it and then it's a permanent little pop filter. So it's a similar thing. It's the ring with the fabric, but it's made to attach to the microphone. So once it's on, it's not moving. Mm -hmm. It attaches directly to the microphone. So I put one of the the link to one of those up and it was like a $60 one. It was not a cheap one. I'm like, oh, can I recommend one of these? And JCD's like, I'm not made of money. Hmm. Like, go steal one from Leo then. Yeah, he could have back then. Uh huh. Just go into Leo's place. Just unhook the one. Oh, let me let me let me take a look at one of these. Right, uh, well, I just filters. ordered one, so at least I'll be able to plug it in here if Bandrew doesn't. And with a hundred and seventeen dollar mic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This will be an interesting comparison. Yeah, I mean, how bad could it be? Do you have an actual SM7B as well? I do not know. See, I do. So if we can, we can just test them directly. Well, go ahead and you order one then. I don't want to order one. I know it's going to be a. S-U-R-E, not an S-H-U-R-E. Mm-hmm. It's a going to be sure, love you, long time microphone. It might be. But again, I have experience in getting products way cheaper if they're coming directly from the manufacturing place. And the reality is I'm a mic nerd 
and I like the good microphones. I know I can get more than good enough quality out of like a hundred hour microphone to do a podcast with EQing and processing and everything else. Mm-hmm. When there's a, every now and then Bandrew comes across a microphone that's like 30 or 40 bucks. And it's like, yeah, that sounds fine, dude. <laughs> that sounds more for more than good enough for you know, most people to get into podcasting. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I enjoy watching, um, occasionally videos of direct head to head comparisons of things that are either cameras, you know, like I that you know, uh, what do you call those stupid things? The, uh, the cameras on your monitor, the, uh, the web webcams, that's the word the I was cameras on your monitor. You know, I like not real cameras, but like cameras for shooting you in front of a green screen kind of stuff. Well, yeah, and the reality is now the cameras that come inside of the better webcams and in cell phones are way better yeah. than what was commercially used for things like 20 years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, although still the, the one thing you don't get with any of them and I have the, the weight. So I, I wouldn't say I've done the bandrew here, but I, I ordered way too many webcams when I started doing the show with video on, uh, uh, Griffcast. How many webcams do you need? Yeah, you need one, but I kept wanting to find the best one. Now, did you ever try the Brio from Logitech? I've got the Brio sitting right next to me. It's not plugged in because it's not very good. It's a decent one from yeah. compared to like the 920s and what what's better than I'm the Brio? You the, the best one of all of them that I've tried. Uh, I, I have the Brio. I've got the uh, the one from Stream Deck guys. I've got uh, three different Logitech models. Um, and then I've got a couple of no name brands that, uh, you know, were just being pushed on me on Amazon. So I thought I would try them, but the best one is still the Logitech, the original 4k that Logitech came out with for like 400 bucks four years ago. And it still has the best quality of all of them. I thought the Brio was the first one. What's the model number on the. I'll tell you, I'm, I need to log into it. We got some nerd talk right here on Unrelenting. We have uh, Ned, yeah, Ned coming you, in you with were, a 10. Well, you were asking me about video games. It's the... Uh, a 10,000 Satoshi It boost. is a Brio. Yeah, yeah, it is a Brio. But I've See, but they have a new Brio model, and so that's the, the one, one that's sucks. sitting on my desk right now. It's not very good. Yeah, I have the first Brio, and I was like blown yeah. away by how good that was compared to the 920 that yeah, was out yeah. before so you, that. So you've got the 4K one, yeah. Uh, net net uh, 10,000 Satoshi says, I love on whatever this show is called with surgeon and durometer. O. exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. We thank you for listening live when we mm-hmm. do these shows early in the mornings on Fridays or Mondays or Thursdays or whatever day they happen to Logitech be. Logitech just bought somebody. Who do they buy? They're always, don't I, they always buying somebody? They, they do, but they bought somebody. Uh, oh, they bought the competitor to stream deck. Oh, that's I, interesting. I don't, I don't recall the name of the company, but I'm sure you've seen them anytime on Amazon. You go. Well, is it the El, no, Elgato's for, the stream deck, right? Yeah. Elgato stream deck. And then there's always like whenever you're shopping for stream decks, there's always a another thingy, another company's product that is similar functionality wise, but it's the one that has three dials on each side. Oh, you know what deck? I'm talking about? What? Is loop it deck? Loop yeah. Deck? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, um, so I think they just bought them. loop deck. Yes. Yeah. There, there you go. So they're going full on head to head compete competition with Elgato here, which, you know, they've been around a lot longer than Elgato, but Logitech started its life as a, 
uh, video game controller and mouse company. Oh, yeah. They made um, one, the mouse that I had that lasted like eight years was at Logitech. Mm-hmm. I'll bet you I still have Logitech mice that still work that are over a decade old. Yeah. The one I was going to try to replace the battery and I totally borked it. So I just bought a new one, which was just mm-hmm. as good and cost as much as the battery. Probably. Yeah. Net, net <laughs> says Logitech also just bought Yeti. That's true as well. They, that was, yeah, that was a previous acquisition for him. And that was a big one because that I actually used, I bought the, uh, in fact, we did a test a while ago and you didn't like it. I don't think, but, um, I set up a Logitech headset that is using a Yeti microphone technology. Yeah, that wasn't great sounding. I mean, it, was, it wasn't great sounding, but it, I think it was still better than any other headset mic I've ever tried. There was one I wanted to try. It was very, there was a uh, professional one who put it out. Maybe, uh, maybe it was Heil has one mm-hmm. that they aim towards like professional sports casting and that kind of a thing. Okay. Which maybe is worth trying because the Heil microphones are great as well. Uh, the, the Logitech headset, and I've got three of them here uh, that I bought. I don't know why, but for whatever reason, two of them are still in boxes. But they, um, they're they very reasonably priced. I think I want to say they were around 150 160 bucks, uh, which is maybe like a $30 premium over competing brands. Um, but they they have DSPs in them, which is very cool. But they can also, the, like the microphone unplugs. So you could plug in a lavalier mic into that headset, like a high-end lavalier, and then have the uh, that high-end lavalier going through the DSP. It's nice to have choices. I mean, originally when I start doing the podcasting, I was using a cheap headset, and you think, well... This, this would be more convenient because I can move around and I can turn my head and I don't have to worry about it. But then it turned out like, nah, it sounds like crap. So Most had- headset mics really do. And then I've got, um, you know, I should have Andrew buy this one too. I need to reach out to Ben. Where does he hang out? He has a discord. He, uh, you can get him into the comments on the uh, YouTubes. He also is, is he on at Bandrew on the no agenda social. Yes, chance yeah, he is on no agenda social. Okay. I'll, I'll send them a, a direct message because I have a mic that I've been buying for people, uh, which is the best sounding cheap mic that I found. Um, which and, is, well, I don't, I'd have to go on Amazon. And look now you don't my know. History. Okay. So you're, it's some, gen, you know, generic brand bullshit, but it's been available for about three years and I've been buying them for about three years. And when I say buying them, when I play video games with people, I, it's usually on discord. And if I don't like the way they, they sound on Discord, <laughs> if they're hard to understand, I just say, dude, DM me your address. I'll send you a microphone. Oh, wait. So if I want like a really good microphone, I just need to be like, oh, hey, Jen, how are you doing? Everybody out there? Oh, what'd you do? You sound so much better. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep that. That's a good <laughs> setting. I don't know why you haven't been using that the whole time. I, I'm digging that. It's the way everybody wants it from now on. I mean, honestly, that's the way that when I hear your other show, that's the way it sounds. It's like the uh, teacher from the Peanuts series. Are the clips clear when Larry and I play the clips? Can you do the clips are fine. It's the voices, though, that. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say is the, that that's your Larry voice. Now, did you enjoy doing a, a two hour show with Bemrose? You know, doing a two hour show with Bemrose is like doing a two hour show alone. <laughs> there's not a single thing we disagree on. 
Wow, that's interesting. You're like the same guy. Well, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> you have the same mind. I mean, I'm, I'm quasi employed. Oh, yeah. He needs a mm-hmm. he needs a gig. So if anybody yeah. needs a programmer mm-hmm. for anything, reach out to or mostly Rose. like like ideally somebody that needs a complainer. You need the that'd be a great job. He could succeed at. You could do right. You just I. So somebody, hey, here's here's the pitch then. Do you have too many yes men in your life? Uh-huh. You need Ryan <laughs> Bemrose. Do you need a no man? He will Hire dis- Ryan. <laughs> he will disagree with you for no uh-huh. apparent reason. Exactly. But he wasn't disagreeing with you. That's weird. You that's no. You guys no. have like a bromance going on. It was, it was on. funny because we we got done. You know, what what is your thing with accusing people of of getting a room and having a <laughs> bromance? Something's a little too gay in your life right now because that seems to be on top of mind for you. Nope. Just, just, mm-hmm. just calling it the way I see it. That's all. That's what I mean. You're, you, you keep seeing gay relationships everywhere. Right. Probably because that's what's in the media today. Ah, uh, uh-huh. go woke. You finally go succumb. No, I'm just like what's what's this everywhere, man? I can't get away from it. Not even on, mm-hmm. not even on unrelenting with, <laughs> with Bemrose and Gene. I like because yeah. I'm doing the rock I and like roll your pre-show. New title for the show too. By the way, I was like, well, you know, if you're going to send creative. it to me to post it, it's like, well, I, I need, know. I need an opening. Uh huh. I'm like, I wondered which one was going to be. Like, Wait, I'm not the, I'm not the sidekick. <laughs> Can two sidekicks carry a show? Bum 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 bum. Yeah, but that's like I said. I threw him into my channel and you into the normal channel, so you got the normal gene processing, mm-hmm. and he got the full Darren O. So that, yeah, maybe could be helpful. He might be asking for the full deer and no next time. <laughs> you never know. Like, give me that. I like that. Make it sound uh-huh. good. Make exactly. it sound good. But as we all learned, the, uh, the, the net neds and the uh, CSBs and the Dale from down under the people that are supporting the show, there's a lot less of them. So, you know, when people complain that the shows aren't happening, it's like other stuff is going on in the world. And that's oh, where the like dumb watch updated. Cool. Really? Now will it do extra things? It's uh, giving me a lot more detailed information about my heart rate variability. Is that good? Is your heart rate continuing to beat? I mean, it's still beating. So that's as far as I know, that's a good thing. And that is, that is usually yeah. a plus. Yeah. Is there a heartbeat? Yes. Oh, more good. Data. Hi, I see you're alive this morning, Gene. Thank you for yeah. updating your watch. Exactly. Well, it updates itself. But we were the dumb it's, podcasters. It's watch who weren't making thousands of dollars. I mean, no agenda again this week had somebody mm-hmm. come in with a show number donation. So it was like 15, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, that's, that takes us a while to reach that one donation. We're the dummies that do shows live on a schedule, which is the biggest pain in the ass. Cause if we weren't live on a schedule, you and I could like take a one afternoon and pump out three shows and release them over three weeks. And nobody would ever know that it was done over three weeks. Given the topics that we cover, absolutely right. So, which would be a lot smarter than to be like, oh, we could just take a few weeks off. Nobody will even know. <sighs> yeah. Well, I remember the name of the, or I don't remember the name of the dude, but the, the, the first podcaster to break a million dollars, uh, you know, he, that was many years ago at this point, but that was one of his advice things, or I guess when he described how he does his podcast is he says, uh, take one day a week to record everything and then he would record enough content for the whole week in one day it was a full day eight hours of recording and then uh, the next day everything would be edited and chopped up 
and the ads placed in and then um then would have content that would last them seven days from that it's a beautiful so he, way to like go. he was working all week but he, each task was just on a different day right well yeah there is a lot of preparation memoros the first question he asked me during grumpy old ben's on wednesday mm-hmm. I heard there's uh, no preparation at all for unrelenting. I'm like, well, why would there be? <laughs> what do you mean preparation? He was surprised. He was definitely surprised at that. Yeah. Like you guys don't put together topics. Well, how do you know what you're going to talk about? Why the hell would you want to? Right. <laughs> yeah. That would take us in a completely different direction. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, what are we doing? A, a show about tech or something? Right. Well, no, because those are all failing except for the <laughs> one done by the guy that left Leo. Is it what, I'm still in complete disbelief that yeah. tom Merritt and sarah lane can pull mm-hmm. in like fifty thousand a month on their patreon for their crappy little show that that is shockingly surprising it is because mm-hmm. it's not a good show if it was a good show i'd be like okay well they had the audience well, neither one of them are experts or anything no they're just leo sidekicks and they can like, talk what the hell? well sidekicks he can talk doing a podcast what the hell is that all about is that right sounds a lot like one of these things we've heard recently but there was a guy on YouTube, I'm blaming you, well, and riding the bike and trying to get healthier, uh-huh. which is leading me to a lot more YouTube time. Yes. And rather than just following, because I've been having so much more YouTube ch- time, rather than uh-huh. just going through the people that I subscribe to, I've been going more through the, hey, we recommend this. Yeah, yeah. And there was a guy who claims to have sold an Amazon publishing business for like a million bucks, and now he's rebuilding mm-hmm. one. Is there big money? in doing crappy books on amazon and i'm not saying your books are crappy but i know you've sold books is there really a yeah, market I got to ship over 100 books th- like this weekend like i need to do it i ran a promotion or somebody ran a promotion for me that got people free books so i need to actually fulfill it well free for uh, who who's paying for these books i'm paying for them see that's that's a bad it's business. gonna cost me about a thousand bucks <laughs> well thank you send out some free books mm-hmm. to our listeners and uh well, I would love to, if our listeners were in a business that could afford to hire me, I would be happy to send them a free book. That's part of the plan. I get it. As far as I know, none of the people, that, none of the demographic of this podcast are people that hire me or have jobs. So, I mean, there's, there's that. Well, I wouldn't say a hundred percent of them don't have jobs. I would just say my co-hosts generally don't have jobs. Well, no, this is, knows well, that. this is my job, which is sad, uh-huh. but, uh-huh. uh, uh-huh. sure. This guy I'll was showing. Pretend. And, you know, you think about all these different types of books and the one that really yeah. never uh, net net wants to know what Romance does novels. Well, while I talk about this, you figure out how you want to answer this question from net. Okay. What does Sir Gene do? I mean, that it's a good question, but uh, he was Let's showing this guy on YouTube was showing a bunch of and he had ways to pull up how uh-huh. much each title was selling. I'm sure there are services that do this kind of a thing. Yeah. And these were adult coloring books oh my god i know and, and there was big no. money in these things Ugh. i know but it's like there was big money in these things and i'm like wait that's, how hard disgusting i know how hard would this be at this point to go into especially now with ai to now, go into when an you AI. Say adult coloring book you're talking about like anime maga skimpy looking japanese girls not, with big ears not even you color yourself not even. I mean, it's and it, they're aimed towards an adult market, but they are not adult in the eighteen and over way. There, they could really? be things like intricate. You know, Day of the Dead was one of them. You know, so it's these kind is of. Is there like a? Um, this is the fucking problem with millennials. Mm-hmm. They don't grow up. 
Right. They literally don't grow up. They're still mentally teenagers. It's like, here are ways for you and to I relax. I know it's not all millennials. It's just a damn good chunk of them. Like, go buy a coloring book. And I'm like, well, how hard could this be to create some AI art? Now, according to my watch, you're getting my blood pressure up. Good. I see. I need a watch <laughs> that can do the blood pressure as well. That's still the harder one to get. Uh, uh-huh. Is there a watch now? Well, we don't want to go down that rabbit hole quite yet, but I want to know if there's one that's accurate. Oh, it's with not our pressure. show, apparently, unless there's health issue problem talk. <laughs> right. Has anybody died like this stand- week? Yeah, yes. Is anybody that's in the a hospital? standard component of our show is uh, health problems, apparently. We keep uh, what's well because we'd like to stay alive. That's part yeah. of the gig. The only thing I would say that's that's relatively new that I learned uh, from watching House MD is that if you're taking vitamin D, you should always take vitamin K and vitamin B12 at the same time. See, that's why they all come in one little package now. No, they mine don't. I have three different bottles for each of those. I mean, you could. Well, you have three different bottles for each. Wait, then you have a lot of well, bottles. No, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> You know what I mean? I do. I, each one is in a separate bottle. The D and K two, though, I have in the same one now. Yeah, which is handy. Um, I don't trust the whole take a single pill multivitamin. There's no way that works because I probably have about 30 different vitamins I take every day at this point. It's gotten out of control. I mean, I hear and that the they all weight- come in different, but you know, different. My entire uh, countertop of my bathroom is nothing but pills now like 4,000 different bottles. What you need yeah. is an automated mm-hmm. system that just all the pills come down. You open your mouth and they, you go, can Fuck. order that Amazon has pill pack, which it lets you select what all you want. And comes it's in, we packaged have one pack, in yeah. one day, uh, little baggies, which isn't a bad idea. I mean, uh, it just, I don't want to over like pay more than the damn stuff is worth. You know what I mean? I just want to know how many pounds of pills you're taking a day now. Oh, it's, it's not a pound. Come on. How many handfuls? Maybe two handfuls. That's it. Two handfuls, like what? Five times a day or just for the whole day? The whole day. I guess that's not too bad. I mean, it's, I, it's not 40. I'm exaggerating, but it's probably realistically about 20. And I don't know what made the difference, but after taking the uh, taurine, like three to four grams a day, Mm -hmm. the arrhythmias have disappeared. So I mean, it could also well, it be is, the other it stuff. It is definitely utilized in in uh, in creation of muscle cells. So, but back to the uh, coloring books. I'm like, yes, creating AI art at this point is any idiot can do it, pretty much. And then you no either CSB. You well, he's like, I'm the guy creating it. Pay me, mm-hmm. and you strip out. I mean, there's some very easy little filters you can add to Photoshop that basically take any image and give you a coloring book page so i mean it looks for the lines you know in the in the image of different colors and then it creates those lines like how hard how hard could it be to come up with some of these things mm-hmm. and then just pump these things out on amazon and, and make way more money than we are podcasting why don't we have a, a publishing empire here yes why indeed i right <laughs> that's my question and now that now the AI can basically write books for you, we should just be pumping out the, uh, you know, no agenda, unrelenting Poorly novels. Books. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Just pumping them out, man. It's a thing. Yeah. And it was interesting. This guy showed how you can use AI for writing. And he's like, you know, it, it shouldn't replace you, which is good because if the AI is replacing you, then there's no point mm-hmm. in using it. 
but there are, I think one was like originality AI. There were a few different websites where you could go and you can put Mm. text into it and it Mm. would tell you its guess on whether it was created by AI or not. And when you use something from like a chat GPT direct, if you cut and paste it, this thing's going to be like 97, 98% AI. He's Mm -hmm. like, so what you want to do is like, here's another service that goes sentence by sentence and rewords those sentences, Mm -hmm. you know, rephrases those things Makes sense. and using the pro version of Grammarly. He's like, well, if you just use the pro version of Grammarly and say, you know, accept all of their suggestions. Then don't do that though. Grammarly is woker than hell. I canceled my subscription to them. Who is a good op, uh, comparison uh, to I'll that? I'll tell you who I use. There's a, it's, it's the exact same thing from a different company. Let me look it up. And how uh, did Grammarly get woke and just looking at your it's grammar? It's a Ukrainian company. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, so they will correct your stuff to not say he and him. They'll say them automatically. <laughs> You're like, fuck that. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I say. But these, so this thing is called uh, drum roll, please. Called? Uh, well, don't start with the drum roll until I, oh, it's called pro writing aid. That's a great name. I've heard, I've actually heard of that, but it's like, it seems like, again, like the cheap Chinese knockoff because we need to come it's up with a good name than Grammarly. Well, what does it do? It's a pro writing aid. Well, we should call it pro yeah. writing aid. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that makes sense. It, it's yeah. It's, I think it's like uh, 140 bucks a year or something like that. Not bad. It's about what Grammarly pro is. I think, I think that was 120. Yeah. Now, if you um, take this AI generated text and you put it through one of those, yeah. the, the end result is, oh, it doesn't seem like AI text anymore, which is hilarious because it's double AI. It's double AI. That's that's the thing. You're exactly right. This thing also has a plagiarism check. Yes, as Grammarly did. Oh, I did. OK, I didn't realize Grammarly had that, which is good yeah. if you're using the stuff that you let uh, AI create because you don't really know where this stuff comes from. Mm hmm. And it's interesting to me because we know that it's taking a bunch of different things and recombining them. And I was playing around with uh, uh, one of these it was instead of stable diffusion, it was like unstable diffusion, which was one of the <laughs> forks because stable diffusion went all, mm-hmm. oh, no, you can't do anything that maybe shows some titties. Oh, no. And this was a uh, an offshoot of that. And they give you like 45 free images a day to mess around with and sometimes the quality absolutely sucks but on other times mm. the quality is great for things that uh, you want to give it a little bit more leeway with so if you don't have to be extremely specific but it is very interesting to me that you can type in go like you know taylor swift whatever and it will give you what looks like a photograph that i couldn't tell isn't real which mm-hmm. leads you down that deep going into the next presidential election. I know there was some of these that have already come out like, Oh, Donald Trump on January 6th in the middle of the riot. It's like these kind of images are going to be so easy to create at this point. Yep. It is uh, you cannot believe anything you see. I don't know why you would ever need a bunch of different types of artists at this point now, because you could just type well, stuff. I'll, in. I'll tell you what you can't believe anymore is you can't believe any video or photo evidence in court. Exactly. Cause now it's all fake possible at least, which ruins a lot of stuff. I mean, you can even go, Hey, look, you have to rely on eyewitnesses now only. Exactly. 
which is very interesting because for years we've had the, hey, look, here's our security camera footage. Well, fuck, you can't believe that now. Well, okay, there is that exception. Security cameras have at least the good ones, uh, or I should say not the cameras themselves, but the video recorders for security. They have time code and authenticity um, or authentication. I don't know how to describe it. Basically, there's a way that they ensure that if you modify anything, then it 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 doesn't. It's oh well, that would be interesting noticeable. if it's basically creating a hash frame by frame. Yeah, it, effectively, that's what it's doing. It's like a running hash frame to frame to frame. So if any one frame is modified or taken out, then the rest of the hash fails. So the hash would have to be some you know basically stored somewhere else because otherwise the people that are trying to create the new well i mean you could recreate the hash if you know the algorithm which you don't that would be true that would be true so it and i think all of them at this point do it because it's it i remember this first came up in my system uh, for my cameras back like seven years ago eight years ago because you're like well how do you know this is real now yeah it's like when i have my bedroom cam running i need to make sure that the time code is exactly correct and what are you recording in your bedroom cam, Gene? Any interactions with somebody could sue me. Oh, well, see, okay. It's the Patrick Kane thing. Who's he? He is a superstar that was on the Blackhawks back in the day. Uh. And he had a woman claim that he mm-hmm. did things to her in his home. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, here's my whole security system. Here's yep. what happened. And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. Case dismissed. Yep. There you, like, you need to protect yourself. But this is interesting because yeah. I've seen uh, some threads on this, which I understand following threads on the Internet, always bad. But this was more interesting because it was an artist kind of community. And they were talking about the things like what Adobe can do now in the with the generative fill, because yeah. you can very easily go in and change the location where somebody is. You can change the clothing they're wearing. This episode brought to you by Adobe. Brought to you by Adobe, man. And the problem with that would be, well, how do you know when a photograph or an image that you're looking at, because it's not really a photograph, when an image you're looking at online has been altered. Yeah. yeah. And there were some people that were like, well, they should uh, put in some kind of watermark so you could trace it back. And people are like, fuck you. You know what that would, again, this is the answer to everything. Well, which we is, have this. I mean, there's X of data that when you take a photo with a camera that's in there, that which has, uh, it, it includes also a checksum. So you, you do have back in the day, there was a large debate. And when I say back in the day, I mean like 15 years ago, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of so back in the ago. days. This one's 15 years ago. But when digital cameras got to the level where professionals were using them, not just hobbyists, meaning they were, uh, we started getting 20 megapixel plus cameras. There was a lot of us, myself in the group, that were photography purists. And so we, um, uh, we were, you know, talking about how really most photography that is coming out isn't photography it's uh it's collages it's compositions it's taking something that came out of a camera combining it with other things that came out a different day and time 
and then coming up with what might be a very pretty image. Right. But it, it certainly is not the image that the artist saw while they were looking through the lens. And so we started a group called Through the Lens, which uh, required that you only post things directly that came out of a camera. And uh, one of the ways to ensure that is to then look at the hash on the EXIF and make sure that the file hadn't been modified since the camera originally created it. Well, and that's the interesting point now. Because there is a, I just finished that thought. There is a particular art of photography, which is mostly going away and being replaced with Photoshop. And it's Photoshop's been around forever, but Photoshop used to simply do things like allow you to change contrast, change the gamma of an image, uh, change the, uh, the depth of an image going from 24 to 16 bit or whatever. It wasn't, you, you could do things that were purely artistic in Photoshop, but you could also do fairly minimal changes. Uh, later, Adobe released a product that was separate specifically for doing those things called Lightroom. Uh, and then Lightroom, for the most part, um, is tweaks to photos, not complete composition changes. Right. But right now, you're hard-pressed to find an image which wasn't substantially modified uh, in Photoshop or a similar program on almost any website. There, there are very few images utilized that came directly out of a camera. And that's one of the things that's always fun to get compliments on is to say somebody, how the hell did you get that in your camera? It's like, well, sometimes it takes a long time. Like I remember being in a location in Phoenix to get a particular shot of a, uh, a moon, a full moon between two uh, palm trees on top of a mountain. To do that, I had to be at that location on a particular day of the year at a particular time. Right. And so I went there for several days and I spent one day scouting and planning where I'm going to set up the camera and everything else because uh, the, the shifting of the, the moon would be uh, just by a few degrees from that. And then the next day, I actually came out to do the set of photos. Like that shit takes actual work, but you could have just done it in Photoshop. Yes, in, in like 13 seconds. By copy and pasting and moving. Yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. So that's the difference between art and not art, as far as I'm concerned. And they both, and they look the same. That oh, is. Oh, yeah. They look exactly the same. It's kind of like, do you want the Mona Lisa or do you want a poster of the Mona Lisa? <laughs> Whichever one's cheaper, please. Yeah, I'll take the original. Would be nice. But there, there is a whole new skill set. I mean, well, that is maybe there's not, but uh, it's that. Before, well, before and now you just say, uh, AI generate me an image of a moon, full moon between two uh, uh, palm trees on top of a mountain based on this location in Arizona. And boom, it just spits it out. Yeah. Of course, the moon has four fingers. Well, <laughs> it, has, it has not figured out hands yet. The AI. No. But it's interesting. I, I've, I've said for a long time, it's not that the AI hasn't figured out hands. It's that this is the standard AI detection mechanism that is built into all the generative AI systems out there is that it's not allowed to do hands correctly. But here's the thing. It will, it will do them correctly, just not all the time. And here's the interesting thing. So playing around with uh, 
the unstable diffusion. I haven't tried mid journey yet. I'm going to, I need to, now oh, yeah. they, they don't Mid-journey do free fun. Yeah. So I have to actually pay and do that. Oh, I need I want, to cancel it. You I see, there you go. Or it, just give me I your login so I can create a bunch of <laughs> images and then, uh, and then okay, you can cancel it. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the interesting thing about talking about how to get the proper shot in that is I was watching uh, YouTube again yesterday and there were a couple of creators that went in with Marquez Brownlee, who's like the biggest tech guy. Yeah, the, yeah, which I like watching that dude. He's kind of a, like a not particularly big black dude. Yeah. Well, he like is a like almost like dude. I think he's six foot something. I mean, he's a big guy. Uh, he's super skinny. Well, he is skinny. Yeah, he is skinny. I but, like the way his, he came out with the shoe brand and I'm like, that's a pretty cool. Did he really? Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. It was, uh, in but the, I, I watched his stuff for many years because he seems to, I don't know how, but he, he was like one of the first guys to get invited to Tesla for free test drives. He's always been getting shit. Like he's one of those guys that get the Apple goggles before they're released. Right. Like he's on he's the, the list. He's yeah. like the tech guy. He's been doing the yeah. tech reviews since he was 13. Is it, oh, maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's the notoriety he originally had was he was a kid. And now he has a studio in New York that mm-hmm. is, uh, I think he said the rent was 30,000 a month. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, it's New York. So it's probably about the same size, a <laughs> studio somewhere else for three grand a month. Possibly. But he was talking about, there are so many tech reviewers out there that people can go get the information pretty much you anywhere. You used to be one of those, didn't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could go get the information anywhere. So how do we make things different and now he's got one room that's only an overhead camera set up and they've got mm-hmm. like 50 different things that you can put down so if you want to look like a marble table it's that if you want to mm. look like a wood table it's that but the most he had an older robotic system that he had now replaced so there's basically a camera on a robotic arm so if you are watching one of his videos and it looks like the camera is flying around that all of a sudden gets right to the right spot and stops Mm-hmm. This is a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar robot. Yeah, you know, there's a Kickstarter for a robot arm going on right now. Interesting. Yeah, and, a buddy of mine sent it to me because I I love robot arms, always have. And that's what it's like. We have to have a whole room for this. And he's like, it's obviously wasn't worth the quarter million dollars. He's like, but if you want to stay ahead of the curve and get shots, mm-hmm. he's like, I want people watching the videos going, how the fuck did he get that shot? He could also do it with a drone for a lot less money. Not with the accuracy and the quickness that the robot arm can do indoors. It's a beautiful thing. I and mean, it is it's, indoors. It's overkill. Yeah, but it's not going to yeah, go yeah, up, yeah. down, make the real quick changes, and the camera is going to be exactly where you want. I mean, you could do some really cool stuff with drones, but $250,000, like that is the level of money that's being put into it's it's unnecessary you could make it for a lot cheaper than that because oh, exactly. the reason it's two hundred and fifty thousand dollars is because that robot is moving a five pound camera but it's made to move 500 pound parts it's it's hydraulic and it it is meant for much heavier weights than what a camera weighs. i'm sure it yes could, be. could you do it yes you could use the same robot both for building a car and holding up a camera. Well, it's not exactly that. It's on the same technology. It isn't one of those actual. This is a company that are doing these things for uh, for this kind of work. But the reality yeah, but is just there's think about no way they're people making are, their own robots. They're, I'm sure they're outsourcing those to existing robotics. 
Oh, yeah. Well, they got they bought again. They bought this from somebody for a quarter million bucks. But it's like, how far this kid starting at 13 years old with a little webcam, you know, yeah. doing a YouTube channel. And it's like, and you've grown it into I don't even want to know how many millions they're making a year on a the lot. content he puts out. Because so I think he's got like he's very million pervasive, plus. though. He has multiple channels that he's on. He's oh, yeah. on all the time. He comes up all the time in my uh, recommendations. Well, he By has way, always been how, at the forefront. Now that of you're the video. watching YouTube like me. Oh, no, I don't know if I'd say that this show has kind of turned into a YouTube review now. Oh, maybe that's our maybe that's our shtick. Except we'd still have to do a video show if we want to make any actual money. Yeah. Yeah. Gee, you see that on YouTube? Yeah. yeah look at this guy. Yeah. He's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing a Leo Laporte impression? I was trying to do Beavis. Was that Leo? Uh, it's kind of sounded Leo-ish. Wow. I never really, maybe really. That could I be saw a Leo. clip from Leo's show the other day. It is sad. There's Leo sitting surrounded by four monitors. I know heads that started oh. like during COVID, right? That it did. And it's, that's it. That's the show. Like nobody wants to show up to his house anymore. <laughs> I think he has, a, does he have a studio or is, is it to come over to his home and he shows up in a bathrobe? Well, he used to have a studio, but I think his ex-wife took that. The reality is you don't need a studio anymore, but he still has it. But it does look very strange. I would rather just have the close shot on Leo and then cut to the people yeah. remotely. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. there's no reason to have the the monitor heads. Yes. Yeah, I know. It is dystopian is what it looks like. Uh-huh. I don't it, like it, it. I don't like the vibe. I don't think it's, I've watched a This Week in Tech, mm-hmm. though, since John C. Dvorak was on the last episode he was on, mm-hmm. which has been a few years now. Oh, it's been like a decade. Yeah, no, he was on one. He went they he got him in with a bottle of. Oh, did he? It was like really expensive Hennessy or something. Hmm. JC, it was what? Maybe two or three years ago. they had a major disagreement about COVID. That may have been. I don't know the. Uh, like Leo basically said, anyone that doesn't take a shot can go fuck themselves and they'll never be on my show could be i didn't follow it closely enough to know hmm. but the leo show used to be good way 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 back huh? in the day but then I, again, and I, I can tell you what i think the the issue is is leo is a talent and he became the producer and ceo and he's not particularly good at either one of those things he's a radio guy well, he's he, radio or video. He's a talent. He's a guy that should show up, do his stuff, be given a and script. then go home and not think about the show. It was a, a $3,000 bottle of cognac that uh, got JCD in there. When was that blitzed? Mm. It was, uh, and it was, they had a fun time drinking it. I can tell you that. Oh, they drank it on the show. Yeah. Jeez. I would have expected Leo or Leo. I would expect that JCD just to. Take it home. Take the bottle and run. Yeah, Hell, that's, that's what I would have done. I'm like, okay, thanks. I'll take this and sell it. See you later. And he should have grabbed uh-huh. one of those pop filters while he was there. Yeah. I, I really I need to order a PR uh, high microphone. Yeah, he's using the PR40, which is the microphone yeah. I started with after I had a cheap condenser mm. microphone, which did a decent job. But the condenser that was when I had the studio down in the basement, which is now a carpetless. Mm-hmm. that uh, I was sitting at the table where my mixing board and everything was. Cause that was old I was school sitting at the table with the big mixing, mixing a little Luca. Is that uh, mm-hmm. it's a good yeah. track actually. It's and a great track. You know, that's the track that created MP3. Really? Yeah. Would make sense. It has the yeah, dynamic if you read range. The history from from Hoffman or 
of their process for inventing or creating the MP3 format, they actually mentioned that Tom's Diner was the test song. So that that's the song that they used while creating the compression format to test for uh, errors. Interesting. What's well, a good song to do that? Because it's not a. And uh, I, I I listened to the hell out of that song when they first came out. I've got all of Suzanne Vegas stuff. Well, her old stuff. I don't know if there's any new stuff. No, but she's I still around. have that. I've got some bootlegs in my in my CDs in my car, like back in the nineties. Uh, wow, you sound like such a boomer in my CDs in my gas powered car. In the nineties. In the nineties. Yes. yes. Yeah. Thirty years ago, the car I was driving had a, a disc changer in it. And I was it a six a disc, a 10 has, disc, a hundred disc. What'd you have in the car? It, uh, I had an 18 disc. Ooh, that's, that was big money at the time. Yeah, it was big money. It, it was, was probably like bigger grand. than the car. No, it wasn't bigger than the car. No, it was like 2000 bucks. But I remember sitting there in, in like the middle of the basement with my headphones on hearing this. Zzz, and I'm like, where the hell is that coming from? No, it's a ground loop noise. No, it was the. Mic. It was the refrigerator in the other corner of the basement that the, oh, wow. the condenser was picking up like, damn, wow. this is why I knew I had to get to dynamic microphones real quick. Yeah. Because you don't exactly. want to pick up the, the refrigerator at the other side of the room. And it's not even a big refrigerator. You know, it's just one of them little ones, but it was making more than enough noise. But the, so, uh, the PR 40 is a nice mic. Is it? Yeah. I never had one. Um, I got my uh, my big monitor pl- finally plugged into the Mac. Define big. I mean, this is your main monitor, you mean? It's a 4K 43-inch. See, I've only got the 4K. What was this? I told you when I got this, like a 36 or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Too I have small. monitor envy. Now, I know there was a lot of talk going on on No Agenda Social. You and CSB were talking hot CPU talk. Like is yeah, your is your CPU context. is your CPU hotter than mine? Oh yeah, it is. Uh, my CPU is running at over three hundred. Nice. Well, you've got the M two. He has the M one, and now he wants the M three because. Yeah, well, we both want the M three. <laughs> so, well, when you get the M three, can you just send your M two yeah. over to me, and that way, well, you know, it's funny you say that because I actually had a BMW M two. Well, see, I, and, I, uh, I would rather have the Apple M two right now because otherwise, the BMW yeah. I'd probably crash. The the that was. A very fun car. I had a lot of fun with it. Like, actually, I didn't have as much fun with that car as I expected. I only put on uh, four and a half thousand miles in two years on it. Until it wound up in the junkyard or you sold it? No, it was a lease. I had a oh. two-year lease. I was like, I thought so, this was going to be a story of I took an off-ramp uh, at 90 uh, miles an hour. No, no craziness. No, that's the opposite. Is uh, I, I did not drive it enough. So it was a $30,000 two-year lease. If that gives you some context of how sad I am right now. <laughs> yeah. You wish you had it uh, back. I mean, I don't know that I, the, here's the thing. If you get a Beamer, you, you really should lease it and not buy it because the cost of maintenance and repairing those things is really high. And so, uh, as long as it's under warranty, which is three years, you're okay, but you really don't want to have a BMW that's older than three years old because the price of the car depreciates very fast, but the cost of getting anything done on the car, any kind of fixes is really high. 
So you can pretty soon you're going to end up with a vehicle that costs more to fix than to keep. So that's a little little bit of advice about buying a BMW or not so buying lease one. it lease it instead of buy it. But um, you know I I don't know why I did a two year instead of a three year. I was just kind of stupid, I guess. But I ended up doing a two year lease on that car, and uh, well, I did really enjoy. It. You know, I drove it down to the coast. To the uh, to SpaceX, I drove it out to, um, to um, what the hell is that place called? Uh, Sonoma, uh, Arizona. Uh, Got it out in the desert. Is it Sonoma? It's Sonora. Sonora. What the hell is it called? So what's uh, Sonoma's California, right? Isn't that like no, wine right. country? What's the place in Arizona called? Sedona. Is it Sedona? Sedona. Sedona. Yeah. That's right. Drove it out to Sedona. Uh, did a nice road trip on it. Got pulled over twice for having windows that are too dark, and they weren't. You're like, I'm a drug dealer. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. I am from Uh, Russian Embassy. I've got ceramic. They had ceramic window coating, which is really cool. Is it for the bullets to bounce right off of? Yeah, exactly. Uh, It's good stuff. No, it's it's so that uh, light comes out, but you can't see in. Which is what you want in a car. Yeah, I think so. So I really enjoyed the car. I wish I would have enjoyed it more on the road, though, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, that thing was. So there's another reason that I, I kind of didn't end up keeping it longer along. Uh, aside from the um, cost of maintenance on, on Beamers. And that is this thing was such a gas hog. This thing drank gasoline like it was going out of style. Dude, uh, you I, have not I, had a 1977 Delta 88. I have had a 1979 <laughs> Delta 88. Thank you very much. Very close. I, mean, I that, drove that, that car. It, you Now, all the gas usage with way less performance. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mine was a station wagon, by the way. Oh, that's even better. Yeah, yeah. You Delta must have been picking up chicks left and right in the 79. It was, a, it was red woody. It was a red and woody <laughs> 1979 Delta 88. I didn't even know uh, they made those in a woody style. Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. Look it up. Um, that was a great car. I mean, that car was a very functional. I, I enjoyed the hell out of that car. It was fully loaded. Power everything is great. But yeah. anyway, getting back to the Beamer. The, so the other issue was I averaged 11 miles to the gallon. Damn, nice. And when it was in its track mode, it was getting about six miles to the gallon. So, what was the tank, man? How many miles could you go? It's a two-person car, dude. It's it's literally a little tiny thing that was getting such shitty mileage. That's hilarious. Now, some people would say, well, that's because you had lead foot. Well, what, you don't buy a car like that and then not drive it aggressively. So, Oh, and those know. are sweet, man. The, the Oldsmobiles with the wood paneling on the side. Dude, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Did you not have one of those? I did, never had, had a regular kind. I just oh. had the, uh, the, the, okay. the regular, uh, yeah, I think yeah, two door coupe. So that, you know, it wasn't even four door. Oh, had you the had coupe. the coupe. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. No, I had the big old wagon and it had the rear, the t- tailgate opened up both ways. So you could lower it like a truck, uh, hatch, or you could open it sideways. You were doing some stargazing out of the back of that baby. Uh, it, it was pretty cool. Uh, it was cool. But actually, if you want to look up an even cooler car, 
there was an old or a Buick. Um, what, what was the model? Shit, it was a it was 1976. So before the Delta, it was a 76 Buick Electra, maybe or something like that. The station wagon. It was very roundy, and it had a rear tailgate that power lowered into the body of the car. So it didn't open. It didn't like fold. It went basically up and down. It went into the car when it was open. That thing was crazy. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at the back of one of those here. I remember yeah. those. Yeah. Kind of it was on like a track. This is all like lost technology that we've never regained. <laughs> I know. It's like what the hell happened to cars? They yeah, we had boring. power freaking everything. Power trunks, power everything. It was like magic. Yeah. I mean, we got three miles to the gallon, but it was magic. Oh, if we were lucky. I think I was probably doing around 10, 11 miles to the gallon, the Delta 88 for sure. But it was great. You'd go and you'd fill up with gas back then. And when it was like a dollar a gallon, mm-hmm. it was like, I had no big I deal. I found that microphone from the beginning of the episode that I've shipped out a bunch of. I'm oh. looking here. Man, I bought a bunch of these. We're circling back. And we are kind of circling back given. Yeah. It's uh it's brand is the five fine metal condenser recording microphone. Oh, Bandrew just did a five fine review. Really? Yeah. He did one on a, like a $40 uh-huh. dynamic and he's like, well, I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't put it at the top of the list. It sounds better than it deserves to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say that's the case. So it was the cheapest, uh, mic that sounds decent that I could afford to just ship out to people. Um, and some people would say, well, that's a hell of an asshole move that you literally make other people change the microphone they use so that your ears feel better. Oh, I would totally do that to you if I, if I could. And I oh, thought I'm, I could send hey, you a better microphone. you want to buy me a better mic? Go for it. I'm, <laughs> I'll take it. Let me send you I a PR 40. What? Let me get you a high PR 40, man. I don't think it'll sound better, but you're more than welcome to send me one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the five fine makes a lot of microphones. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of Heil. Um, and I'd certainly like their gold microphone. That'd be the one I would get. But um, I've never really seen anybody other than people like Leo or John that really like them. Well, I think they sound in the same category. I don't see that huge of a difference. The The microphone you have, the 320, is mm-hmm. definitely a little bit hotter, a little bit more airy. But mm-hmm. as far as the RE20, the Heil PR40, and the Shure SM7B, man, you can mm-hmm. throw a blanket over those. They all sound almost exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So it really depends which one you like the looks of. And I will say the uh, RE20, for me anyway, is the best with the plosive and room rejection for other noises that you don't want. But there are ways around that. I mean, it, with the with the PR40, I always had the big foam ball on it, which is why I should. I had an RE20 before I got the 320, but I sold mine on eBay along with the. Uh, because I, I sold a few of my mics, Neumann? including my Neumann, yeah, which I use like 10 times. Hello, Neumann. You took a um, bath on that one. Uh, not that much. I maybe lost 150 bucks. Could be worse. 
mean, yeah, you were going mean, to sell it to me for like even like a hundred. I was going to sell a lot that. more than that. I was going to lose a lot more than that if I sold it to you, but that you didn't want it. No, it really. I I have way too many microphones. You can only use one at a time. So, well, that's not true. <laughs> I guess you're right. I could uh, I could hook up plenty to the Motu. Uh, so the RE20 is now selling for four fifty. Well worth it. Um. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, at that point, I'd rather probably get the uh, the SM7B. Hey, but it doesn't have the right look. You think it looks too stubby where the RE20. The SM7B just looks stupid. I mean, you're just having wires coming out of the side of the microphone and not having a standard plug on it. It just. uh, I will say one of the best things that Electro Voice did was put the RE20 out in black rather than the grayish green that they've had Mm -hmm. for decades. Yeah, the one that looks basically like any kind of radio cabinets from the 1960s. Yes. All that metallic green color, which was nice. I mean, it has a certain uh, nostalgia to it, but it's an industrial looking mic. Uh huh. Well, and it is because you could beat somebody yeah. with it. They are heavy yeah. duty microphones. Yep. But the, the 320s was always black and I've got mine mounted to a, a black colored stand. So it, it worked well. Nice shock mount going there. Mm hmm. Yeah, and I don't know why more people don't buy these. My shock mounts all have cables inside the shock, the inside of the, uh, not shock mount. What am I saying? My stand, my, uh, what do you call these things? The boom arm? The boom arm. The Yeah, it's the lamp style arm with the springs, but it has the wiring inside, which makes it look a lot cleaner. Like here comes the boom. I don't know why people don't use more arms that have inner arm wiring conduits because if something goes wrong then but it's like then you just use the external you know if if something goes wrong with the mic what's gonna go wrong well if it's built poorly i've heard of some of the cheaper boom arms that have the microphones or i'm sorry of the microphone cable inside Mm -hmm. you bend it around enough the cable gets twisted and maybe broken and then i mean again if it was built right that should never happen but yeah it looks like Heil's yeah. gone black now, too. They have a black PR-40. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're probably like, oh, wait, got to catch up. Or maybe maybe Electro Voice was catching up to them. Like, everybody wants the black matte finish microphone. Maybe. For those YouTube uh, channels. They want to look good. Yeah, the, yeah it's, the, it's, it is amazing. I guarantee you there have been more SMB sounds purchased by YouTubers than by actual audio people. 100%. And it drives me crazy. There was a uh, Photoshop guy mm-hmm. that when he was doing the main part of the video, it was obvious that he was speaking directly into the microphone. But for like his opening shot, you could see mm-hmm. the SM7B and it was like two feet away from him. And it sounded like crap. It's like, dude, you can't use that microphone and be two feet away from it and think yeah. it's going to sound good. Welcome to Mike. Talk. Say, we should. uh does Andrew have like a website or just a YouTube channel? He has a YouTube channel. He also has uh bandrewscott.com, I believe is his main website. Mm. We keep saying we should do a show together about mics and yeah. uh, and, and and banter or around. Just about podcasting or something. Yes, it is Bandrew Scott, S-C-O-T-T dot com. Mm-hmm. You can find all of Bandrew's content from the Bandrew Says Podcast, the Podcastage Microphone Reviews. And he also does things like uh, 
when he's testing some of the microphones, he will read open source, you know, books and that kind of thing and uh, and release those as audio books. Hmm. Got some cool content. Yeah, I'm looking at one of his videos here. Bembro says instead you guys just do regular shows about Bandrew. Well, see, that's part of the joy well, of these things. You keep bringing him up. So, you know, he is the microphone up, guy. Then we got to talk about him. I, there was, I think it was new because it was on YouTube that uh, it was Seinfeld with Michael Richards going to get coffee. And I was like, oh, this is like our show. Yeah. How dare they? And they went out and they're just they wherever they were. And they're like just walking down the street and people are kind of mm-hmm. like looking at them. I don't know. I might have like an aneurysm if I'm like, is that Seinfeld and Kramer you know, walking down the street? Really? Why would you have an aneurysm? Be like, it's a little weird. You would not be expected. Like a, a, a fat, bald guy walking next to a tall guy. What? How is that weird? Is that you and I talking walking down the street? <laughs> if you lose enough weight, <laughs> thanks. Uh, uh, that would be good. How's that going? It's actually. I haven't been on a scale, but the the pants are uh-huh. definitely roomier. Well, at least at yeah, the waist. Could be because they stretch. Could you be. Check a scale. It's denim. And well, I bought a new set of weights. It's the daily exercise that, that I love help. getting free shipping from Amazon on, on, on very heavy weights. things. No, that's specifically things that are just their only purpose is to be heavy. Right. They're weights. And then they're like, yeah. we'll deliver that for free. Yeah. I'm like, how, how the shipping on that has got to be about half the price. Well, we had that when we moved, this was Amazon, not in its infancy, but we moved into this house. In I think it was 2009, so 14 mm. years ago or so, and we ordered a Kohler sink for the one bathroom, and we ordered it in black, and UPS delivered it for Amazon because Amazon didn't have their own folks then. Yeah, and we realized immediately it was the white or biscuit, not the black color. So they had to send UPS back to pick that up and send another mm. sink out. It's like there's no doubt you lost money on shipping. Not only lost money on shipping, it's like you probably uh, lost big money overall because mm-hmm. that can't be cheap for UPS because these things weigh like what fifty, sixty pounds. I mean, it's oh, crazy. But that's it. You got to. So he's doing videos on non-audio stuff now. Well, he does a weekly podcast which covers social media. That's kind of what the Mandrew says thing covers. He also answers microphone questions and that, but it's basically the news he covers is anything about what's going on on the social media platforms, the podcastage channel, all microphones all the time. But then he's got a channel about which not a lot of content, but he does. He has a watch channel. He has a music channel that he plays and does covers and stuff like that. Because he was in a band a back in the day. Channel? Yeah, he collects watches. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's crazy. You collect watches too? No. But you, now no, you I might. Don't. I don't. No, I, I've got watches that I don't wear, but I don't collect watches. Because these were the old fashioned watches that didn't have a little computer chip in them that didn't yeah. tell you what your blood pressure was. The old fashioned kind. I got rid of all my expensive watches when I got divorced. Well, see, there you go. Now, did by getting rid of them, do you mean that the ex-wife had them or you? Uh, no, no, no. I, I sold them. You're like, I need money for food. Yeah, kind of. Um, but also, also, it was just like, you know, she gave me the watches. So it kind of seemed like it was a good idea to get rid of them. I, you didn't want those painful memories. Don't 
yeah, I just, that and then like I got sick of having to adjust my watches. Like as good as a Rolex is, it does not keep time the same way that a cheap electronic watch keeps time. Is it right? Because it's not about keeping time. It's about, hey, look, Gene has a Rolex. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, the I mean, really, it I didn't re- have the solid gold one. I just had the regular style one and the like I could see if you've got the the full on solid gold one because you're basically wearing a bracelet that has a watch in it. True. Because the, the gold on the bracelet's worth more than the, the mechanism. But um, I don't know. I thought it was cool. I think it's like one of those things where, you know, it, it, it makes you feel like you've hit a certain landmark or whatever in your career when yes. you're wearing a Rolex. You're like, I am fancy. I have a Rolex. But I also missed my electronic watch. <laughs> well, there's something to be said. Well, it's I not mean, a big deal. The first time we had a, uh, and it was for my parents, an electronic wall clock. Because otherwise, if the power mm-hmm. went out, you know, you had to go back and reset it. Mm-hmm. And of course, daylight savings time. The first yeah. one that just used the radio signals that the thing rebooted itself and it had the right time was like, oh, that's so much better. Oh, yeah, dude. So I have a, um, citizen watch that used the radio signal for adjusting itself this watch was freaking awesome it was a um a citizen i bought in japan on a trip you can buy citizens yeah absolutely in japan you can not oh, in the US. okay human yeah. trafficking laws are different hey 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 we don't we don't <laughs> refer to them as human we refer to them as watches oh okay but um yeah, this thing was awesome. So it was one of the first watches that used the radio signal that is no longer there. Apparently, Obama shut it down. Really? Oh, so damn. we no longer have a radio signal to set our watches to. Uh, but uh, yeah, I got this thing back in the 90s. And I think it was like 98 or 99. I can't remember. Probably 98. Uh, so this is what, like 25 years ago? and. Um, it's a solar watch, so it still runs. It had to get shipped back once because they had a a bug in there for uh, 2010 for some reason. 2010 reset, like, I guess nobody expected in 1999 to have a watch run past 2010. Like the calendar would have messed up, so I had to ship it back. They re-fixed uh, the firmware in it. And, uh, yeah, as far as I know, it still runs. I mean, it's sitting on a, in a lighted area, so it's still moving. It's just, there's no more signal for it to synchronize to, but it was really cool because that, that watch before people had iPhones, before any of that crap, when I traveled, this watch would automatically adjust the time zone because it was smart enough to know where you were, including flying to Japan. So U S Japan, um, I can't remember if it did Europe or not, probably not. But it would automatically adjust the uh, time zone. So it was a really cool watch. I uh, I liked it a lot. Um, but uh, it also did not have a. I mean, it was it was an analog watch with digital features. It's um, interesting to me how quick we become dependent. Not not really dependent, but you so used to something I had not worn a watch 
in probably 15 or 20 years when mm-hmm. I got this Apple watch less than a year ago. Mm-hmm. It is utterly amazing to me when yes. I put the thing on to charge, which is under an hour each day. Mm-hmm. How many times I'm looking at my wrist, like, Oh, what time is it? What's the temperature? What's going on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, it's not there. It's like, Oh my God, Dude, I've totally the, been, this is literally why I had two of them. <laughs> you said one for each wrist. So that I, way, no, I just swap them out. So I would, take one watch off the charger, put it on and put the the other one on the charger. Nice. And that way I always had a watch on and I never had to go watch less with an Apple watch, but the, the prices started going up. So I can't, I couldn't really continue having two of those in perpetuity. They're finally coming down now, which is the, which they, they should. Yeah. No. That's good. I still have one left. Um, but, um, of course, now, like m- most of my friends that are all Apple people have gotten the new Apple one. The what is it? The pro or the well, there's like the ultra the bigger version, even, right? I don't the like, ultra. Yeah, it's like so it damn. The face is so thick. I'm like, I have a big mm-hmm. wrist and it's like, I don't want that. I don't know, man, that the the watch I'm wearing makes all the Apple watches look tiny. Hey, now you got watch envy. No, I don't have watch envy. Other people might, though. I've got that Garmin, which is. uh a computer uh, on thicker, your wrist. thicker and bigger than the Apple watch. But it can do your blood pressure. Now that we were going to get back. Well, no, it to can't do. I was uh, being facetious. That's close pressure. though. I know they're close with this stuff. Yeah. 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 And I don't even know how they're going to do it. Cause I know they have sensors that will do this now that still need to be like reset or recalibrated weekly. And they're saying it's mm. not going to be long before they don't need that part. I'll tell you the the thing that, the Apple watch can actually do with the help of the, the phone, um, is talk to a continuous blood sugar monitoring system. And I don't have one of those, but I've, I've looked at them in the past and a buddy of mine just got signed up for having one of those. So I'm, I'm more seriously thinking of buying one of those things, um, which literally is plugged into you. Uh, you know, like it's a needle with a little radio transmitter and it sends continuous uh, blood sugar uh, information to your phone, which then can be shown on your watch. I've seen these things advertised, which is yeah, life-saving for people that if your sugar drops quick, you get a, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it tells you or whatever. But I honestly, the way that I know when my blood sugar is going down is I start yawning and closing my eyes. So during this podcast, every show you're like, oh. I mean, usually not, but immediately after the podcast. Yeah, usually. So like when you were talking to Bemrose on the last show, were you like, <sighs> I was eating, I was actively eating while I was talking to him. Did you not notice? <laughs> I didn't listen. You think I yeah. have time to listen to you a two bastard. hour show? You don't even listen to my shows. Was God I supposed to? I could read uh, the transcript and then make a guess. How do you produce a show without listening to it? You just chuck it into an automatic filter and then just upload it's like an ai baby oh my god i mean you told me to look for some point where uh, everybody took a pee break but i did not i did Clearly. not uh find any long i l- noticed yes any sign I, what i did do is went through the normal a if it's over a second of silence cut it down to Get a second yeah so you got rid of the part that would have indicated where that part was good good job see that was all the editing that needed to be done uh-huh. remind me not to hire you as an audio editor Emro said it was disturbing and distracting that you were eating during the show. 
Yeah, I'm sure he thought that, but he didn't say anything. Of course, he just he says he's I was too professional to call him out. So that's exactly yeah, what he said. You guys are the same person. Mm-hmm. You say exactly mm-hmm. the same things. Pretty much. So nobody really noticed that I was eating. I, I mentioned that I was eating uh, sushi while we were doing the podcast. Oh, sushi, too. Wow. That's like the ultimate <laughs> douchebaggery meal. <laughs> what? I love sushi. What are you talking about? Okay. I, to be fair, as I've mentioned before, I've never had, so I can't really say one way or the other. You've never had sushi? I never have, no. I mean, you are in Chicago, so right. they don't really have sushi. But Well, there is the, the grocery store that's walking distance from here has a guy that I'm sure he's not real good, but he shows up like every Monday and it's like sushi Monday and they have like mm-hmm. the little stand and they do the fresh, fresh sushi. And I've just never tried. Well, do do me a favor and don't let that be your first sushi experience. Right. You if don't you get want sushi. Random go guy to a in the nice grocery fancy store. sushi restaurant. You're not going to die, but it's just taste wise. You deserve to have that first experience be something that you'll go. Ooh, this is really good. Right. Because otherwise you never I've, go I've back to never it. Never had this. Yeah. If you only have grocery store sushi and believe me, there are times when you just want to grab something quick. And it's fine. You'll get some grocery store sushi, but don't, don't do that. The first time you have it last week on Saturday had a nice 33 ounce Delmonico steak. That's a pretty big steak. It is. I was surprised. It was a, I'm like 33 ounces. Obviously that's what I got to get. It's an old steakhouse that is close to my parents. Uh, it's been there since 19, uh, 1922 it was so it's been there for over 100 years now we were surprised they made it because they totally shut down for the like two years during covid and then came back and the place won the place was packed so people are spending a lot of money on food no Mm -hmm. doubt about that but we went out with my parents because it was their 62nd anniversary which is damn that's a lot of years i didn't realize you were 62 years old no i'm only 53 Hmm. What did they do the first decade? Well, there's there's my older sister, and then they were probably were thinking we don't want any more of these. But probably, uh, you know how it goes. Mm -hmm. But it was a good steak, and people were like, "Damn!" I out in the middle of uh, out in the middle of the suburbs, people are spending hundred bucks a piece to go eat. Which I mean, in Austin is like what a Coke and a hot dog. That's fifteen bucks. Easy, well, if you want a if you want a cheap hot dog, yeah. Except but that at was Costco. Nice. At yeah. Costco, it's like two bucks for the hot dog and a buck for the soda. And then I finally had to go get a haircut, which was the first time I've had a haircut in like a year. I mean, I was looking like a hippie, man. I was envisioning you looking like a hippie. Yeah, the hair is finally short, which is better. But I one, I mean, I guess I'm a procrastinator. That I don't think is a any uh, question about that one mm-hmm. and i don't like talking to people that i don't know so the whole i need a new barber well, you thing. are a shannon so that makes total sense right and i i well i drove myself to the barber that was great mm-hmm. and then went and got a nice big steak burrito because why wouldn't you mm-hmm. but it's like i start just reading all of the reviews and it's very hard to find a old school barber shop oh yeah, yeah yeah which is what i was going to for years like the la- the guy that cut my hair was probably doing it since i just got out of high school mm-hmm. and 
I was really in need of a haircut by January of this year. And that's when I showed up and it's like, oh, they're gone. Hmm. Closed up. And uh, so I'm like, okay, uh, now, now where do I want to go? And they're, everybody, wa- they're all like beauty salons or they want to be cutesy about it. Yeah. So I finally found a barber and I'm like, oh, I, at least I called up. I'm like, you guys do walk-ins? Oh, no, appointment only. I'm like, well, okay. I guess I can't complain about that because they were ready the minute I walked in. Huh. But at least I found a barber. That was a big thing. <laughs> First haircut in like a year. Wow. I feel like yeah. 10 pounds lighter, yeah. man, which is it's yeah. a hell of a lot better when you're riding the bike when you don't have uh, the, the you know ponytail, the hair just all soaked in sweat. Yeah, I, uh, I've been cutting my own hair for many years. Yeah, that razor, man. Yeah, Ooh. works great. Saves you see how much money you save right there on haircuts. Oh, it's, it's I, I save enough money to like buy random food. Chinese microphones. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's really easy. But the last barber haircut I had was in Kansas City, uh, probably I don't know, four, four or five years ago. And it, it was because I was walking around there and I, I, Happened across a a barber shop that looked looked like traditional barber shop. I walked in. I said, "Do you guys do straight edge razor?" And they're like, "Yep, we can." I'm like, "Perfect." So I had them shave my head. Did you leave bleeding, or they were good at what they did? No, 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 they were good. They were good. Sir Bemero Um, says it's really hard to find people that do straight edge. Oh yeah, because it takes skill and it it is dangerous if. it's not really dangerous, but there is that potential for blood. Bemro says for your first sushi, just go with Gene. Excellent sushi and somebody else pays. So somebody that, else pays. That, that, that sounds perfect to me. <laughs> yes, we did. We, yes, we went to sushi place when I was up there and we met up for lunch. Now, if we could mix sushi with like a good steak place, and at least if the sushi's not good, you just. Uh, well, the a lot of sushi places have really good steak because it's Japanese. Little tempura uh, action. Style. Uh, I mean, they can do tempura as well. It's not, it's not really a steak, but tempura just means country fried. Ooh. Everything should be country fried. Yeah. So if you want to do like uh tempura steak, you could do that, but that's basically ordering a chicken fried steak here. Can you get a double chicken, chicken fried steak or a fried steak, double chicken fried? Um, the one, well, the only one that's double, which is funny sounding is chicken fried chicken. Yes. Because like, it's kind of like, well, why why do you say chicken fried? Why don't you just say fried chicken? Yes, because it's different. Sort of chicken fried chicken. But even chicken fried steak sounds funny if you think about it. Yes. You're like, wait, is there chicken in this? No. Yeah. But There's it's no chicken. chicken in the, <clears throat> but you fry it up like a chicken. Ah, see, that makes more sense. Yeah, it's like it's steak prepared in a chicken fry manner. Which and I- there, there is a, a plate, my favorite place for that is actually not here in Austin. Um, they don't really have a good place for that here. Uh, it's uh, in Dallas and, and and Houston, too, I think they have. There's a restaurant called Babes. Oh, well, that sounds like a Hooters or something. It does sound like it, but it's not. Um, Babes is a home-style, country kitchen-style restaurant. And what that means is that... Um, Inside the restaurant is a bunch of picnic tables. And so you sit on these tables along with some random people. So it's all family style. 
it's very family style. And then they bring you a salad, uh, some best freaking salad too. It's literally a, like a lettuce, chopped lettuce salad, but with vinegar and, and sugar. And wait, wait, wait. Okay. So I understand good. the vinegar that you're adding sugar to a salad. It's well, it's sweet vinegar. It's like, that's the sauce is the sweet, sweet vinegar sauce on the, on the salad. It's surprisingly tasty. Nothing makes a salad healthier than adding a than cup sugar. of sugar. I know, right? Cup of white sugar helps everything taste better. And um, and then uh, all these, all the extras are family style. So you bring you a know, plate of of okra, plate of uh, green beans, uh, you know, plate of coleslaw, plate of whatever mashed potatoes, all that stuff. And then uh, you can get different things like chicken fried chicken or chicken fried steak, or I think there's a couple other entrees, but not a whole lot. But it, it is very tasty, very good tasting. Uh, their cream corn's really good. Um, and I always enjoy, like when I had visitors coming to, when I lived in Dallas, I would always take them to that place. Because it, it's, it's like, and it's not like an actual old restaurant. It's a chain, obviously. So they're all brand new buildings, but they're all made to look like they've been around for a hundred years. Give it a little bit of an extra style to it. <clears throat> well, I don't know if style's quite the the right word. Vibe. Yeah. Um it's um a vibe is a good word. Yeah, I'll I'll let's go with vibe. Exactly. Now, have you ordered your lunch for today? Have you ordered your, uh, your, I your groceries? Not. No. Do you want me to support? <laughs> no, I got groceries yesterday, so I'm not getting any more. I actually did a test of protein bars. So I ordered like seven different protein bars yesterday. Which were the favorites? I've tried a few recently, and they're very hit and miss, man. Some of them taste like totally. dog food. Yep. Yep. Totally hit and miss ironically the one that i like the taste of the most they're all they're all chocolate flavored so i got so for better comparison direct comparison i guess but uh the one that i like the most ironically has the least carbs in it well that's perfect it only has like a 170 calories from carbs well because some uh, you look at and you're like well this is not healthy at all yeah no but it's got like 300 calories from fat and like another couple of hundred from protein. What was the winning brand? Which one? Uh, well, that's why you want me to look it up. I don't remember it off that. Well, I, I thought you would. Up. I thought you'd have a whole box sitting right in front it's of in you. It's in the kitchen. It's sitting all in the, the kitchen, way right? in the kitchen. Damn. And I'm not in the kitchen doing this recording, obviously. Not this time. Only with, but I only can, with Ben Rose. I never you, record in the kitchen. You dude. can nosh a little. would be pretty bad in there. Be like, yeah, I get, get the good. little bit of an echo. I can get the, uh, look up the brand here online. I think, um, it was the power crunch pro triple chocolate, high protein bar. Power crunch. Is that the name of the, uh, the brand? Yeah. Power crunch is a company name. I will send you a link presently so you can look at it. If you give a shit. Yeah, I've got, uh, well, they've got those at our local grocery store. You can get peanut butter fudge. You can get chocolate mint. I gave you a link in triple chocolate. Ooh, triple chocolate. It tastes, I think, better than all the other ones. Uh, 
it has no sugar alcohol, uh, which means it's not going to upset your stomach. It ain't cheap. A couple of bucks a bar. Ooh, what are you paying for the five count? Uh, seven seventy eight. Seven oh nine here in uh, our, our Hamlet. Uh, is that a? I think it's a four count. It says five count. Unless you guys are only getting four. It's we're, we're getting four. Yeah. Wait, four wait. You're getting here. four for seven ninety. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're getting five for seven oh nine. I should just be sending these out to you. Get them, pack them up. <laughs> should exactly. Yeah, that's the Power Crunch Pro. It's the no. It's not the regular Power Crunch. The Pro Power Crunch. Oh wait, there's a Power Crunch Pro. This is just Power Crunch Triple Chocolate. Yeah, no, this is a this is a Power Crunch Pro. Oh well, I, I want to be pro, Gene. We got the pro version of the chocolate uh, protein bar here. This is what happens when somebody puts out a good product. And they're like, well, what do we do now? Hey, let's add pro. Yeah, yeah. The word pro uh, lets you reduce the count and increase the price. Uh huh. People uh, will go the, crazy about it. What's the weight it? of your product? Let's see here. Uh, just looking at the one you had, which was what a two ounce and eight, uh, Triple two ounce a piece, right? Two ounce a bar. Same, same exact thing. Yep. And this one is, uh, let's see, Power Crunch Triple Chocolate. How you doing, everybody? We're doing some grocery shopping here. Mm-hmm. This one has, uh, I don't know if it sits on the front of the box. I see 13 grams of protein. Uh, oh, it's two mine ounces. Has Twenty grams of protein. Oh, well, see, that's even better. They are that's in the two ounces. Right that's there. that is the pro advantage right there. The pro advantage gives you twenty ounces of protein, four, only fourteen carbs, and twenty-two grams of fat. And it tastes good. That's I mean, that's the biggest thing right there. Is it, it is the best? Thing. It's interesting because it has the most fat and the least carbs of all the different protein bars I'm trying. So, and uh, of course, the reason I'm trying the protein bars because i ordered a new set of weights which i mentioned earlier yeah what were those now you know if i'm lifting weights that's an excuse to eat protein bars you're like you have to lift them like more than once one lift every month to be like i thought it was a lift per bite was not how it works (laughs) it might be one bite one Uh uh-huh then one lift one bite (laughs) one lift i gotta bulk up man that's right you gotta build these muscles going uh, have you been watching uh, Tim Cast? Who? Temple. Tim oh Cast. no, I I didn't even. If you don't mention him, I don't even know he exists. You know, he's pretty big on the recommendations on YouTube. I'm surprised you haven't been recommended him. I do not get his recommendations, and I had hmm. subscribed to him for a while, and then was like, eh, mm-hmm. no, can't. Mm-hmm. Not well, interested. He's had guest hosts on for about a week. Oh, were you on? Were you guest hosting? And- yeah, and you missed it. That would have been awesome. I'll go look uh, for it on YouTube. No, I, Was it Scrub? He's had, he's had your buddy Seamus on as a guest host. I've never seen Seamus. I don't know yes, who he Seamus is. Seamus is very pro-Ireland. Ah, well, I mean, you should and, be pro-Ireland. Uh-huh. And he's very Seamus-y. And he's uh, like one of those Catholic tapes. Um, and he's the guy that does the uh, Freedom Tunes, if you've seen those. I have not. You've never seen Freedom Tunes? You're nope. kidding. Oh, they're very cute little witty cartoons. They're they're kind of like uh, no no agenda cartoons, except on other topics. I have not anyway, seen check them. them out. I believe you. So, uh, Freedom Tunes were definitely worth subscribing to. But Seamus is quite the character. He's the the president of the company or the owner or the the cartoonist, if you will. I'm not just um, the president of the company. Yeah. I'm a customer so too. So he was running Tim Cast, and um, 
they had some good good guests on uh including just i think yesterday or the day before not sure they had the little indian guy running for president ramaswamy yeah the the little indian guy uh, running for president (laughs) rikander raswamy i think that's his name something like that Mm -hmm. um good guy at com. i like his stuff i think i'm gonna write him in he uh probably is better than most yeah, no, he's definitely saying the right things. And all kidding aside about screwing up weird Indian names, which is funny. Uh, he, um, I kind of wish he actually could get elected. I don't think he can get elected, but I, I wish he could because the stuff that he's saying is very much in line with what all of us collectively in the No Agenda family have been saying. And do you think he can't get elected strictly because of his ethnicity or what? Well, first of all, he's young. He's like in his late, late thirties. That is a a check mark. Although we've heard, oh, we don't want these old white guys anymore. Oh, I definitely don't want any more old white guys or old women or any women. (laughs) So that's a sexist thing there, but okay. No, that's not sexist. What wanting to have a better country is sexist these days. You don't think any women would be capable of running the country? No. Okay. That's not a, it's not a qualification. The woman has to go through. Um, but he is, uh, he's definitely saying good stuff, like shutting down the FBI, shutting down the IRS, shutting down all these agencies that you don't need. Well, these agencies uh, that appear to have been completely corrupted, mm-hmm. which it's one thing you can have a, a debate on whether or not you think the IRS is needed. I mean, the FBI mm-hmm. was surely needed at one point, And I think. A, a non-corrupt FBI yeah, can be very useful, maybe. right? <laughs> but I still think it, a a, a non-corrupt the with one. All these agencies is they become self-serving. Their primary mission is the continuation of the agency's mission. Like their existence is the main reason that they exist. It has nothing to do with solving a problem. This is why Department of Homeland Security and the uh, TSA that was created. In, in the wake of the now we all know fake attack on the United States that um, that was an excuse for creating these massive monstrosities of government agencies. They, they will never go away because they are too big to fail and they're too big in having a lot of people working on the mission of preserving that agency from ever going away. Uh, they're really just, they're leeches. That's what they are. They're <clears throat> it's, it's like those, uh, remora fish that attach themselves to the sharks. And so they don't have to swim because the shark does all the swimming and then the shark kills something. Right. People are then, like, that's what oh, you're look doing. At that. We're right next door. We could just go and eat off of that. People that think that's what you're doing on this show. I forget who it was. Was it our, uh, our Davis, somebody that came up with the ultimate burn when you're like, we're not doing a show. Cause Darren is back as our, and the guy's always like, yeah, from carrying the show. Like, yeah. From <laughs> carrying the show. That guy doesn't listen to the show. So I don't give a shit about it. I don't care. That was the greatest either. line that I've seen. Just pop right back out. Like, damn. I mean, it's, it, it is marginally funny, but not, but clearly the person does not listen because, uh, Memrose and I both agreed that, when we do our shows with you, you definitely are the co-host because oh sure we speak for a good eighty percent of the time, and you speak about twenty percent of the time. Is that how it goes? 
So how's the carrying happen exactly when you're down, when you're not actually talking? I thought it was the other way around. I need to pull those stats. No, no, it's not the other way around. Are you kidding? Now on your solo show, you might do most of the talking. <laughs> Who else would be talking? Maybe. I'm not even sure about that one, frankly. <laughs> But just uh, the voices on, in my head on the two shows that uh, have been Rose and I, and I'm no, we're talking way more. Well, see, you both like to interrupt, so I'm surprised you two well, can even a do a show together. It's just a matter of that we have more important things to say. More important, yes, vital things. Yeah, you know, what are you going to chime in with? You're like, with I got, the, I, I bought some protein. Hey, I got bars. a tooth replaced. Yes, yay! You know, right now it's uh, it's got the the whatever they put in there for like three weeks to. You know, the point that was not a, that was not an invitation to actually talk about your tooth. Yeah, it was. It's, it's great. And then, uh, <laughs> then you have to get the uh, permanent crown uh-huh. back on there. And the guy's like, well, uh-huh. you should probably, uh, the, the, uh, endodontist is like, oh, you may want to send a letter, call the other <sighs> dentist and see if they'll pay out because the insurance company's like, nope, we just paid on a, uh, a uh-huh. root canal. It's like, well, yeah, but it's the same one. Yeah. No, you should sue them. That's I, the only way it works. Right, they have but, insurance. They'll pay. With the amount of time that it, yeah, I mean, you're probably right. It should at least go to a small claims and be like, hey, you charged me for this. It didn't done right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really, Although what's it you get probably me? signed something when you were filling out paperwork for the dentist that says you won't sue him. Probably. That's like, oh, if we totally fuck up, you know, don't, mm-hmm. don't worry about Not it. Not our fault. Yeah. You always got to be looking at those things. Yeah. Not that they really you know, matter because you can make the case that, well, they handed this to me 30 seconds before treatment and said, sign here. Mm-hmm. But hey, yeah, I get it. It's a weird world, man. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know that if, if I was a dentist, I'd want to insure my, my work either because like there's definitely stuff they could miss. Yes. Although in this case, it was kind of a comedy of errors where the crown mm-hmm. was oversized the yeah. bite was wrong because i kept biting my cheek and then they tried Ooh. to shave down the tooth above it which is going to need a root canal now because all of a sudden it's super yeah. sensitive to cold which it never was before so yeah, yeah. i think the uh, female dentist see i don't want a female dentist anymore you don't want a female <laughs> president i don't want a female dentist because i went in and got more problems mm-hmm. than what i originally went my, in with my best dentist ever was uh, a female you got lucky, man. Uh, she was awesome. Uh, I'll tell you why. Uh, she worked as a dental hygienist for about eight years and then went to uh, dentist school. And so she knew the, uh, what, what all the hygienists are doing and what the dentists are doing well and what they're doing poorly when, by the time she went to dentist school. Because you, know, you got to remember, most dentists just go to dentist school out of college. Right. They have zero experience. And then who's, who's going to tell a dentist at their own office that they're doing something wrong? Nobody. Until so, they have the bodies start piling up. Yeah, exactly. Until the lawsuits start happening. But this is why I think it's, it's good to see somebody that had already worked in the profession, but, or in the industry rather, but not in the profession. So I was very happy with her. She did a whole bunch of crowns um, for me. I just had her like crown up my whole mouth. You're like, I don't even need them, but you know, you're pretty good yeah, at this. Yeah, so. No, that's literally what we did. We just put on them proactively, put on a bunch of crowns. You're like, you're pretty. Can you put some more crowns in please? She had the most soothing music playing in their office. It was great. Uh, Get a the, nice little massage for Perfect. the, for, 
That would be nice. That's an interesting dental. Does uh, your dental office not have massage service? No, no I think I think you're no champagne of, either. I think you're thinking of something else. I will say, no, 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 no. this was a nice suburban dental office with during a my uh, the massage, champagne, my root canal redo at the end of Dante's. Mm. Uh, I heard no less than three Taylor Swift songs. I was like, oh, this is great. Mm-hmm. This is perfect. They, you probably heard them in your own head. Probably. That's, why <laughs> that's <laughs> just, <laughs> actually playing. <laughs> I was just hearing uh-huh. them. It's just, yeah. You know, yeah. Go to your happy like place. Your, your brain is like, uh, this is the worst pain I've ever felt. My mind has to be flown out of here. Uh-huh. It wasn't. Uh, th- see, that's it. it, it we, when the guy does it, man, he is magic. This dude, Dr. Mm-hmm. Sonny, who's an, an Indian endodontist. Great guy. Oh, nice. Also a uh, disc jockey, clearly. Probably. But I was like, hey, you know, I told him the last time that we had the AFib kind of a thing. So we're like, I'll mm-hmm. give you this without the, you know, without the epinephrine, because that's what causes mm-hmm. when you do the uh, the Novocaine yeah. kind of a thing. Right. He's like, and it's going to be a short thing. And the, when he does these root canals, they're done yeah. in like 35, 40 minutes. I'm like, damn, you know what you're doing. I've only had one and it didn't end well. Oh, see, that's. You're like, I don't want another one of those. Well, it wasn't her fault, though. It, uh, the uh, By the time she did the root canal, she she realized the tooth had a crack in it. Then you got issues. So that's just going to get infected. So, it, you know, that got yanked out. Well, then you just put a fake one in. Adam Curry's taking his new teeth soon, I hear. Dude, this has been like, I, I'm definitely like, I'm long overdue for a visit. Every time I talk to Tina, she's like, when are you coming out? I'm like, when you guys invite me. Um, but I don't, I'm not even going to ask or wait for an invitation. Uh, as soon as he gets his teeth in, I'm just going to drive out there. Because this, this, this million dollar mouth, I got to see in, in person. Because <laughs> the amount of work and, and man hours that he's described as this thinking. Yes, it's a procedure. It's not a quick little Somebody thing. Somebody didn't just buy a car. Somebody bought a new house <laughs> and a nice house uh, if, if with a fully costs, stocked wine cellar. If this costs less than $80,000, I'll be shocked. Nice. But he found that the problems that he was having, he didn't even realize were affected by the teeth. So that is a cautionary tale to everybody. It's like, go to the dentist, get checked out, find a dentist. That's good. Obviously. And it's hard to do that. The only really good way is to word of mouth. Yes. Because the reviews online all lie. Yeah, they do. You cannot believe reviews online. Absolutely. Agree with you on that. And it's always interesting to see when a place like the dentist that I had the issue with, they had great Mm -hmm. reviews and it was a practice Mm -hmm. that was purchased from the original guy, the original Mm -hmm. dentist who retired. And so I just missed him by like a few months, it seems. Mm Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed is that up until that point, there weren't a whole lot of reviews, which I would expect from a dentist out in the Chicago suburbs. There's not a lot of, you know, new people coming in. There's not a lot of reason to be doing dental reviews. I love how you still pretend to live in Chicago when it's convenient. And then you always swear that you don't live in Chicago outside of Chicago gets mentioned, not Mm -hmm. even in the same County, but Mm -hmm. exactly. You know, there's not a lot of, it's not a Chicago dentist. No, it's not. It's in the Chicago suburbs, Chicago. Eh, not really. No, it is. It's a suburb. You could mm. look it up. The, mm-hmm. what happened once I had the issues and then went back to look because I did not leave a negative review, but a few other people left negative reviews for them. All of a sudden mm-hmm. 
a plethora of good reviews starts showing up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, wait a minute. This seems a little weird. That Yeah, they just bought those. Uh-huh. You know, or they asked every customer that came in for a cleaning, which, okay, yeah. any idiot. Sorry, that's rude to everybody that does their job well. But for the people that are doing the teeth cleanings, they are not going to fuck up your mouth. No. So the whole thing like, oh, they did great. They did. A, it's like, no. If you just look at the reviews on when they had to do something a little bit tougher, like a root canal. Then mm-hmm. you'll start seeing the issue, but it's which is why we've talked about that with the Amazon reviews. When there's more than one item in a yeah. page for a review, it's like you got to really look carefully. If everybody that's happy is like, "Oh yeah, great teeth cleaning," mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, then you yeah. you want to think twice about the surgical capabilities, yeah, yeah. perhaps of. And you find this with electronics on Amazon a lot. I've seen this for like TV sets. You, you'll have people complaining about something or, or they're talking about how awesome something is. And then for some of them, they'll happen to mention that. Yeah. And this is the worst 22 inch TV I've ever had. Like, uh-huh. well, I'm looking at a page for a 47 inch TV. Why is this review for 22 inch popping up? Because Amazon lets them put multiple products. Yep. On one page. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times the products aren't even related, right? Which I kind of understand if you're replacing one year's TV with another, maybe they let you use the same page or skew. I would agree because it doesn't yeah. mean the quality is the same. Right. Right. But somebody did will go you, get a thousand. Did you re- miss the Kasori sale that was happening? Uh, well, we, I have a brand new one sitting here that we haven't even started using yet because of the recall. Right. But so you missed the sale. Yeah. Was there, why would I need more? What was going on? What was the sale? Uh, like the, I, the sorry, rice cooker was on sale. I do not have one of those. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Do I need one? Yeah, of course. I, I don't cook a lot of rice, but I could. Well, if you started making sushi, you would. Uh, well, I would rather make fried rice, but that sounds a lot less healthy. Well, fried rice still needs a rice cooker. I know. Right? Which is all you I would do if I had rice? one. I'd love fried rice. You know how to make it? I do. I mean, I don't, but I know how to make it. I do not make it, but I've seen, I've watched videos on YouTube of professionals making the fried rice. I'll send you a video on YouTube. Nice and easy. I've got to walk. I mean, we'll just throw the stuff in. Boom, bang, bang. Yeah. So it needs day old rice. That's the first ingredient. And you want the good soy sauce. You don't want the the crap. You want like the, uh, there's some kind of special soy sauce you want. There's, uh, but otherwise, you know, yeah. you throw your meat in, you throw your onion in. I wish I had a good Chinese place area here. Yeah, shallot. There was mm-hmm. when I was working at Radio Shack back in the day, down in Chicago. It was actually Chicago, like sixty sixth and Pulaski in Chicago. There was yeah. a Chinese restaurant right next door. Mm-hmm. And the food was so damn good. Mm-hmm. And they tried to kill me, but it was just because I kept upping the uh the heat level that was back when my stomach was a little bit better you know back being in the 20 yeah. in your 20s when you were indestructible and i'd go in there and they oh made yeah the, i remember i remember those days uh-huh they made the best hot and sour soup and uh. i used to go in and be like oh hot and sour soup you know how hot i'm like extra hot they're like extra hot <laughs> like, yeah yeah <laughs> and it was let me tell you man you were sweating immediately so but it was so good impress them with how your ability of eating hotness and you don't get hot or triple hot or extra hot you get thai hot thai hot you tell them how hot you want you say thai hot 
Uh, Thai hot? He said, yeah, Thai hot. Uh, you sure? Right. <laughs> yes. There's uh, a waiver. You don't, you don't look, you don't look dark enough to eat that. No. That's, that gets you the really hot stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really good. And I, I love, uh, Asian spice. I, I can't eat Mexican spices, but I love Asian spices. They are delicious. And I've had those yeah. where, uh, you know, you're sitting in the restaurant and you can see a few of the employees like peeking out to look to see if we're mm-hmm. dying. Yeah. Which today I probably would, but, uh, that, uh, no, you know, need to work up that tolerance again. I don't. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I think that the, uh, eating really spicy foods is really good for you. It's a young man's game though. I don't know, dude, you're saying that. I don't I don't think you got a basis for it though. Need to try it again and see if my, you know, innards blow out. They won't. Well, they may blow out, but, <laughs> uh, but they have an escape hole to blow out of. This is true. That's all right. This There's a whole a system in place. Yeah, exactly. It, it'll, it'll clean you right out. It's good for you. In fact, uh, it's, it's like getting a super clean, uh, super jets going through there. Yeah, it's like your but body going through a whole detox just with the uh, it, the hot. It pepper. is, and I hate the word detox because it's mostly bullshit that yes. people use that word incorrectly. But what definitely happens when you eat spicy foods, which is a is, toxin, which is why your body's going ooh. It's not really a toxin. Um, it it really isn't. It's it's a stimulant, is what it is. It's a it's a nerve stimulant. Um, but the reaction that you get as a result of that with your, uh, your sweatings and your pores are just opening up and dumping a lot of fluid out of there. Um, and your, uh, um, you know, your heart beating faster and just, it's, it's a very, very good cleansing kind of thing that can be done anytime. Like it doesn't require any special equipment. It doesn't, it doesn't require a bunch of weights that right. you're lifting to get to the same effect. No it exercise. Sitting in a sauna. Nope. Uh, it's, it's like you can literally take it with you and, and it, it can't just be something hot. It's gotta be like something hot and gingery and, uh, you know, have, this is why I like Asian spices. Like it's a mix of things. So you might have mint and lemongrass and, uh, ginger and, curry and it's just like you know and turmeric and it's just like turns on every everything in your mouth and in your stomach and unfortunately if you get really good spicy stuff it'll turn it on in your ass as well well tell us what turns on your mouth and we will be back for another edition of unrelenting next week same unrelenting time same unrelenting channel you like how we ended there on uh, turns on your ass yeah it was beautiful mm-hmm. I mean, this is podcasting excellence, Gene. Podcasting Completely. excellence. Yeah, nobody else times their podcasts on on the hour the way we do.